We talk PT, drink beer, and record it. Like craft beer for your ears. This is the PT Pinecast. And we're back. Welcome to the show. Welcome to PT Pinecast. Before we get started, I do want to say thank you, thank you, thank you to one of our sponsors. Helping to keep the show on the air. Bring it to you for free as always. Uh, Our friends at CBDRX for you, your CBD store. Uh, CBD getting, uh, well, getting some press on social media. You come across it. Maybe you learned about it a little bit in pharmacology in PT school. Maybe you're reading about it. People, potentially your patients using it for wellness, sleep, stress, get the right information so you can be best educated for your patients. If they're using it, how is it going to affect their treatment? Find out. The ABCs of CBD now at CBDRX4U.com. That's the website. Physician started that uh, that organization, plus with more than 500 locations around the country, brick and mortar. Uh, again, CBDRX4U.com. Uh, let's start the show. I'm pumped. Let's do this. And there we go. We're back live. What's going on, guys? My name is Drew McKay. I'm a physical therapist, but today I get to play, uh, I don't know, YouTuber? What am I doing here? We're broadcasting the show live on uh, on YouTube, on Facebook, on Twitter, on the socials, at PT Pinecast. Make sure to subscribe so you never miss an informative episode. You can do that on uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you like to download your audio. I found out we're on Audible. I did not know that. I actually literally typed in the name of the show on Amazon by accident, and it popped up. And I was like, I forgot I submitted that. So that's pretty cool. So you can listen to us on the Audible app if you happen to have some uh, some audiobooks on there. So pretty cool. See uh, uh, the, the show. What is the tagline again? We help uh, save physical therapists from missing out on amazing insight, remarkable ideas, and motivational stories in the world of physical therapy. I guarantee tonight's episode, I know it didn't for me, Didn't maybe didn't come up in PT school, right? Like didn't come up in the curriculum, I should say. But you probably started to come across this in your rotations and then you start to think about man i didn't learn about this so how am i supposed to know about this all right by the time this episode is over you will have gained some knowledge and well to eventually save your business a lot of time uncollected money don't leave it on the table um and make sure you get paid for the services right so this is fantastic all right guest tonight is the owner of account matters Account Matters is on a mission to provide outstanding administrative support to physical therapists, occupational therapists nationwide, allowing you, the therapist, to get paid right the first time for your clinical services. Let's bring on our expert, Stacy Fitzsimmons. Stacy, welcome to the show. Hi, welcome. Glad to be here. She's still I at work. I learned a lot tonight. I'm still, still at work. I I'm make still sure at work, it. but Jimmy, I am... I am here for the happy hour. All right, fine. First question, Stacy. We get the first question. The art questions out of the way first. What are we drinking tonight? We're drinking Blue Moon. That's Blue Moon. my my choice. That is a very good. Uh, that is a very good beer. I went a little bit different. Um, I did. I'm doing a pineapple mule. Nice. So vodka and some pineapple mule. So cheers to you, Stacy. Thanks to our Absolutely. friends. Absolutely, cheers. Thanks to our friends from Owens Recovery Science, uh, Johnny Owens and his team, a single source for PTs looking for certification and personalized blood flow restriction rehabilitation training and the uh, the equipment you need to apply it properly in your clinical practice. They also have a podcast called the Owens Recovery Science Podcast. Very smart to name it that. This way people know how to find it. Um, their latest episode, they just talked to Todd Schroeder, uh, PhD of USC Sports Science about BFR and hamstring recoveries. So check that out 
online. Um, Stacy, we're, we're talking about front desk and why it's so important. Just for background, this is your this is your jam. This is your wheelhouse. These are the things that you do every day. Every day. And you've built an organization around this really with the sole purpose of making sure clinicians are getting the most out of their clinical services, their time, their effort, and their money. So uh, let's, before we dive in, like what, what's the superhero backstory? Like the how and why that you got into this area of the world to help this particular group of people, PTs and OTs? So it's a interesting backstory is I never thought I would be doing this. Um, <laughs> I love when it starts like that. My real backstory is out of high school, I went into the U.S. Army as a paratrooper. So that has nothing to do with PT or I admin or front desk. <laughs> First of um, all, thank you for your service. That is awesome. Like, so paratroopers, that's legit. That, that's like hardcore. That's hardcore. That's um, it's hardcore, but it's easier than running a business. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on a second. You're, you're telling me you a, U, a U.S. Army paratrooper easier than running a business? All you got to do is jump. All right. <laughs> <laughs> right? Um, you say that I you're, can't, you're gonna land, you're gonna land, so All you're right. just gonna do so, it the right way. So, um, running a business is, is more challenging. So, you did, you did, uh, you know, parrot, you're a paratrooper, and then how do we go for how do we draw? Uh, it's not gonna be a straight line, it's gonna be a little bit of a curve. No, line. We kind of did this, we, we're trying to find out what are we gonna do in the, in the army. I was a mechanic, I that's what I was trained to do and jump from airplanes. So, uh, coming out of the army, what am I going to do? I had every little mom and pop store job doing whatever. Um, I actually opened up a mom and pop. I had a sporting goods store back in the late nineties. The internet came and just wiped me out with all the big box stores. Um, that's when the internet was really coming around. So once I started really looking at, okay, this mom and pop shop is, is going under, I have to do something. Um, I didn't know what to do. I took a job because I needed to take a job and it sure. happened to be at the front desk of a physical therapy office. Okay. Now we're starting to see. I thought, I don't know if this is for me. I'm used to sharpening hockey skates and doing, I'm talking to people and I'm a busy, but I don't know what I'm going to do behind a desk, but I promise you, I will do my very best. I won't leave you. Got hired, started for whatever reason it made sense to me. And everything I was learning, I did pick up fairly quick. It just made sense. All the pieces fit into place. The other part of that is physical therapy always intrigued me because I've, I've always been heavy into sports and I follow sports and injuries and I've gotten injuries, injured. So what they do as physical therapists has always been like, hmm, if I didn't go in a different direction, maybe I would have been a physical therapist, but I didn't. And this makes sense to me. And then I started working with Diane McCutcheon, who is my partner. Once that happened, now I'm in consultant mode because I've had a business and now I'm learning this business. So I feel I stand out and I, and I don't want to say I'm better than a lot of people, but in a lot of areas, I do believe I am. And for the simple fact that I physically have sat in every seat in the admin department for physical therapy clinics, private practice. So I do know what the expectations are. And I did it back before there was electronic scheduling and electronic documentation. You just, so 
you just looking at this this position you played every position on the field in terms of administration at a, at a clinic so you, right. you're looking at this through a lens that a lot of people including many people in our audience just haven't looked through it right they look through it as right. a therapist and they, they probably don't know what they're looking at they don't know what they don't know which is deadly right that's typically when we find right. Right. you don't know what you don't know um so you eventually wind up wind up kind of dedicating or, or honing your sharpening your hockey skates but in terms of this like honing your craft right. to how do I get paid? that end of the game which is like yeah. how you get paid, which is something we we typically oh you don't want to talk about money because you're a therapist for to help people right you're not right. going to paid for it you can't help anybody we do want to let people right. Know, right. If you're watching this live drop out questions or comments we'll see if we can get to those as well uh with stacy so uh let's start from the start you know, shortstop is typically tall, called like one of the most important positions on the infield, but front desk, why is it so important? Why is that one of the most important positions in the physical therapy clinic? Why is that? My experience and opinion is the first person that comes through your door that that patient is going to see is me at your front desk. So when I took that position, going back to then, I'm I'm used to wearing a hockey jersey or a football jersey, and it's like, oh, I'm people are coming in to see me, and I'm representing the company. So, um, through my career in, in in this business and doing all of the consulting and training, I always refer to the front desk person as the catalyst of your company, the ambassador of your company, because the therapist I worked for was awesome, but if if I gave a patient bad phone service when they called, if I if they came in and I didn't pay attention to them, I gave them the wrong information. I told them, you don't even have a copay. Ten visits later, they find out they have a $25 copay. If I make your company look bad, your therapy, they're not even seeing you yet. They don't know your therapy's good. They've dealt with me. So that's why I'm passionate about that's why I take it so seriously because I because most people in their mind well the therapists went to school they're doctors and that they're the money makers they're doing this and and they are but if they don't know how to do the front desk if they don't check benefits if they don't get a referral their therapy can be the best they will be out of business working for someone else because they're yeah. not being paid and that's what it boils down to you I mean you summed it up right there which is fantastic right like you know if if they're not getting great, if you're not meeting expectations, if you're not if you're not making them feel like this is the right spot for them, that right. therapist, whoever's working behind you, is going to say they're starting from a hole. They're starting from right. a deficit. Right. They might never do. I mean, out of that. you know as well as I do the the best advertising is word of mouth. Yes. And if I go to a doctor's office and I'm excuse me, excuse me, and someone's on the phone, that's my pet peeve: is people on those the cell phones, not paying attention. Um, very unlikely that I'm going to say, hey, Jimmy, you know what? Go down the street to these guys because they'll ignore you. But once you get past that, right. I'm not going to say that. Yeah, I'm going to say that girl at the front desk was so rude. And you're going to call the next person. PT clinics are in every town in every city. You do have competition. You stand out. Yeah. You have the cleanest place, have everything picture perfect. You already know your services. You own the business. Of course, you're going to give good service. Get the rest of the business to, to, to appear the way you want it to appear. All right. All right. So, so people nodding along, right. As they're listening to this or they're watching live, 
how yeah. to make sure as physical therapists or physical therapist assistants or students of either of those disciplines, mm-hmm. how, do, how do we help that this position succeed? What, what role do we play in this? So I like to tell um, the owners of companies, the, the, the first hurdle that you need to overcome is you need to bridge the gap between your therapists and your admin staff. All right. Because your answers are both in in those two departments. So if you want that front desk person to schedule the way you want, Jimmy doesn't like an eval first thing in the morning. Well, if I keep scheduling an eval for you in the morning, you're going to be mad and your patient's going to come in and you're going to be like, I don't even know why Stacey scheduled you this morning. No no offense to you. I'm going to take care of you. But you're putting a bad taste in your patient's mouth because you're mad at your front desk. So I always suggest getting getting your company is one unit. You are one team. You all do something different, but you're one team. So I like to start with bridging the gap, get the meetings going. Okay, said therapist, how do you want us to do your scheduling? If someone doesn't have authorization, we're going to tell you, would you like me to call them and tell them we have to bump their appointment to next week? Or would you like to do it as the therapist? Um, the cancels and no-shows. The front desk can call on a million cancels and no-shows. And the other person on the line, your patient's probably like, yep, okay, I'll be there. I'll pay my 20 bucks. And they hang up the phone and no big deal because I was at the beach. If the therapist saw you and said, Jimmy, you missed again last week. I built your program to get you healthy and back to playing golf. You got to make it here. It's really important. I'm giving you my time. So it's very important. The therapist, they don't have to do the scheduling, but they can, they can help. So it's, so you're not mad when your patient comes in, you're not mad at that front desk, but you're also saying to the front, give certain things to the front desk, but take an ownership in your patient's care to bring up those cancels. It's not about the money. It's about your care. This, this sounds like communication, setting good expectations, main, building and maintaining relationships. I mean, this sounds like all those things combined, right? I mean, it sounds like, like those things you need to put a premium on it, right? It's not just, I mean, this, this needs to be something that, that you put time and effort into, right? There needs to be right, right. a touch point. I don't know if it's daily. I don't know if it's a couple times a week or definitely probably at least weekly of those two people on the same team, making sure they are seeing right. eye to eye. And if you don't, all those things that you just mentioned, I mean, I've heard that, you know, how many times I've, I've heard people and fr- friends and former, you know, colleagues from PT school or people at places I've worked and said, man, my scheduler, man, oh, she must hate me. And da, da, da. does she even know you don't like that? That's, yes, it's it's uh, communication is the key to life. Jimmy. So, yeah. it, 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 you know, I have a billing company. So so it's many come and, and, and our job is to be the partner to each company that we're billing for. And if our front desk at the company is not doing their job, you've outsourced to me. I think I do have the best billing company, but I can't do your billing if your front desk doesn't do what they need to do. Right. So it's it's more than, come on, therapist, get your notes done. Come on, therapist. It, it's, it's importance of them coming in, not missing their appointments, not canceling or no-shows, Versus a front desk doing it. So 
I've, I've been in, in hundreds of clinics throughout the, the country, and I do see a lot of PT skills, that skill of a front desk. If I'm working the front desk, Jimmy, I can't explain to you your plan of care and why you need to be here three times a week. But your therapist can definitely tell you right. the importance of that. And that's where you're just looking for that, that communication of front desk to say, look, your patient keeps canceling and I keep charging and they could care less. They keep paying the 20 bucks, but could you talk to them? And, yeah. and the, that's where the, the communication is key to get the right. two sides together. Yeah. Uh, question coming here. This is an interesting one. What do you think of a front desk, about a person working the front desk position? I don't want to call the person front desk because the front desk is a desk. This is a person. This is the front desk position. Right. This is the your, uh, director of first impressions. We'll call that person that. Uh, what do you think of the, of, the, of the director of first impressions not physically being located in the same pace uh, place as the PT or other practicing clinicians? This happens a lot in terms of outsourcing, right? I mean, people working remotely and being able to leverage a really great person in, in multiple sites. Right. That happens sometimes. What are your thoughts on that? So I'm not really opposed or for, I think in person, um, I guess I'm old school, but I'm learning to you. We all have to be hybrid and remote working today. I think no matter in-house or remote, it's communication. It's making sure you follow through. If, you, if you're not in person to talk to a patient and you, and you need to get some information to them, then you darn sure better get on the phone and get that information. Yeah. So I would say if you're, it, it, the remote working works, but you have to have a really dedicated person to make sure that they're not just letting things fly by because they're not seeing that patient when they come in. Yeah. I'll tell you a lot too. And I agree with you too, Stacey, which is uh, we know, we know it's possible, right. To do this sort of thing, but I was reading an article on like Zoom fatigue and the idea here I think correlates, which is if you want to give someone a feeling of a 10, right? Like a 10 energy engagement, you have to give like a 13, like, and because, because it's coming across in either a phone or a Zoom call, right. if you want them to receive a 10 and that's where this Zoom fatigue, because if you do an entire day's worth of right. 13s, that's hard to right. make. Um, but I think this is where like a well-trained person, somebody who's done this and is good at it, can definitely right. can definitely be uh, an asset. Um, next so topic. I, I, I mean, what I just to what I do with my staff, um, because certainly I wouldn't hire a new biller and say, "Here's your laptop, go home." Right. <laughs> um, prove to me that you can do this job and then so so i i'm not sure the best course would be to hire someone like right off the bat you're working from home um because if they can't do it in-house for you there's no sure. way they can sure do it sure remote. sure because that, that, that remote is a little harder and you you want exactly. you, you want to have seen what at can least, you do what, right what can you do and, and <laughs> side you want to see like how does this person react to adversity how does this person right. you know take stress whatever um a lot of times this will come up uh i mean if you're not seeing a patient that's not a billable hour if you're not seeing if you're not if you're not you know collecting uh if you're not if you're not billing something you're not treating someone that's not billable but training and setting expectations are re required to re retain and and manage an ad administrative staff those trainings those meetings aren't necessarily billable 
But those things are necessary and everything that you just said, which is maintaining that relationship between the provider and your front desk, you know, star. So what types of training, what, what, what types of things do you recommend to get people on the same page or to level up that front desk stars game? So we do obviously training, training, training here. We're, we're very big on training. Um, so much so that me and my partner, Diane have written a book. And yeah. the book is actually a guide uh, workbook to start your own clinic or practice with this is how I want every phone call answered. This is how every copay is collected. So um, it's really putting processes in place. I'm I'm big on let's get the process written. It's down. It's in stone. And every new person that comes in, this is what you do. So everybody gets the same training. Um that way everyone's held to the same standard. Yeah. That would like the, they have to know what they're doing. So I see tons of turnover at a lot of front desks, the front desks that I see turnover, turnover, new person, new person, Stacy train, Stacy train. Um, there's no structure or very little structure. So I can do all the training I want. And if I, if I'm telling you, this is how you collect the copay. But then you're the owner is behind you every day. Like, Ooh, that's my buddy. Don't collect that. Don't do, uh, don't worry. She's having a hard time. So if, if you, if you have expectations, if you have your, your processes in place, really that's when your front desk can take over and, and keep the owners out of it because the owners have too big of a heart because the owners want to get you better. And, and I love that about all of the owners, but they'd be out of business if they kept running with their heart. So Correct. that's where, that's where the two come. So I'm big on um, making sure that you have some type of, whether it's monthly meetings or even weekly meetings. What I don't like is again, in my travels and doing many assessments, I, I would ask everybody, do you, does your company have meetings? Yep. What do you get out of them? Oh, we get the best lunch once a month. We yeah. get a pizza, party, right? So it's we want we don't want to hear about pizza party. We want to hear about what what did you talk about? What right. what issues? And that's the time when front desk should be complaining, when therapists should be complaining, and we solve problems, not have a pizza party. So my 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 first suggestion is. You have to pull your team together so everybody understands what everyone's doing. Um, we've had people go through our, our training center, um, or, or which is the book. And we recommend everybody, therapists included, because the therapists don't know what front desk sure. does. They didn't hold that job. They went to school and they became a therapist. So it's important for everyone to respect and understand what each position is. Because it's a different position. And I didn't go to doctor school to be a front desk person, but you went to a doctor school. But you're still individual people who, who play a significant role in running the entire company. If everything that Stacy's saying sounds super basic to you, it's because it is in its roots, which is build a good relationship, set really good expectations, make sure that information is flowing clearly in both directions. Uh, we'll let people know that if they're sitting there nodding along, accountmattersma.com is Stacy's website. And you guys have a bunch of downloadable things that are pretty valuable. 
Uh, we probably could do some future episodes about these seven ways you're sabotaging your rehab billing without even knowing it. Uh, five impo- important questions to ask when checking benefits. And I like this yep. one too. I, I might have downloaded this one. Four bad habits the front desk at the front desk and how to fix them. So these are like, you know, these are come from your travels, the things that you've seen. And so, listen, I, you know, we see right. we patterns, right? We, we, we go through patterns. And if you're seeing this, there's a solution. For Everyone it. Has this too. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, so I love that. A lot of people get out, give good out information like that. Um, so if someone's saying, well, outsourcing billing, that that's an option. I'm hearing my friends and other people that I've run into who own clinics do that. What are the benefits? What, what is beneficial about outsourcing this whole billing thing if I'm thinking about running a practice or maybe I'm running a practice now and I'm doing it myself? What are the upsides for doing that? So there's a lot of upsides to outsourcing. Um one, we're trained, um, and certainly I would like to thank all of the outsourced billing companies. Everyone's trained there. Um, so we get the benefit, I get the benefit of, of we're billing in over 40 states. Um, so I don't only hear what's going on in Massachusetts. I know what's going on in California and Texas and Iowa. So we do have a benefit of sometimes learning or hearing things just because we're in so many different states. Um, your billing's going to get done every day, whether someone takes a vacation day or calls out sick. If you're mm-hmm. billing in-house and your biller gets sick, you're not billing for the day. Um, we do take vacations here, but your company isn't paying for our vacations here. <laughs> so <laughs> if you hired a biller, you would be hiring your biller at said salary plus vacation and benefits. Right. So that's important because of cash flow, so, right? You're so, saying there's no break. Right. So if, right. So my biller may take a vacation, but I've got another biller to cover. If you're in house and your biller takes vacation, you're just not billing for a week, which means in three weeks, you'll probably get no money. <laughs> um, so those benefits, we're an expense to your company. We are an outside company. We are an expense. You, that's been because we're we're not on your payroll. We're actually an expense for you. Um, so there are some upsides. Uh, most billing companies, I know we we certainly supply um, all kinds of reports for our clients. So at the end of the month, they're getting a snapshot picture of what their company did for the month. If you're doing it in house, you may not always get that. Um, we have to account for everything because most billing companies are getting paid on revenue collected where your biller is getting paid by the hour. I'm not yeah. getting paid by the hour. I'm getting paid by how much revenue did I collect? From oh, that's interesting. Okay. So you're looking at this and if you're, you know, if you're a single provider clinic or if you've got a couple, or if you're just starting out, you're saying, I don't want to add one more thing to my expenses but you've got to look at the other side, which is what am I gaining out of this? Number one, do you want to be doing the billing or do you want to be treating a patient, right? Do you want to be doing that? Or what am I gaining? I'm, I'm, I'm right. starting not from the beginning, right? If I started tomorrow learning billing, you know, it would cost me nothing except for my you time. Learn exactly. Learn it. And you're <laughs> right. with someone like right. Stacey or, or a company. And you're saying, I've got someone who knows this on day one. They are at expert level at their particular position. So you're starting... 
you're hitting the ground running when you're using an organization like this. So I like how you kind of frame that. So uh, what questions should you be asking a billing company if you're thinking about that? First one, which is which is how is this person getting paid? You just highlighted that it could be hourly or revenue brought in. So that's that's I'm going to go with that's the first right. question. So yeah. first question is how are you going to charge me? Um, I'm not a big fan of billing companies that want that charge by I'm going to charge you X amount per every claim that goes out there because, in my opinion, you're not holding. They build it out; they're getting paid for it. I'm just not a big fan of that because something in in the back of my mind always says, but then they don't. They're not caring as much. I care more about exactly. So if I just kept billing, oh, sorry, that was late. Sorry, I got to write that off. I. there's no skin in the game. So I'm not a big fan of the companies that do charge like that. I'm not saying it's wrong. It's just not the way that I prefer to do things. I prefer the way we set it up as um, we're getting paid based on the revenue you collected, not what I expect, not what should come in. What money, if your bank account reads you took in 50000 for the month, I should have $50,000 entered in your software and I'm charging you based on $50,000. So first question is, how do you charge? Is yeah. it a percentage? Is it a, is it, um, is it a, so we do a tiered up to so much revenue X uh, percentage next. So we do tiers, which gives people a break as you're growing. Um, obviously we'll give you a better break. Well, that's what you're highlighting there, which is like, my success or the audience's success is all of our success. Like the better that Casey's doing, the better I'm doing, the better we're doing. And you're kind of along for that ride where if you were hitting me with a large fee or flat fee, I might not ever get from under that, or I've got to work twice as hard to get from under that. But you're saying, listen, we grow with you. We want you to succeed. Let's succeed together. Right. 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 Perfect. What what other questions should be asked? I would ask what reports um, or data that they do give you at the end of the month, um, because some because we've gotten clinics that have that have signed on who know nothing. What's your AR look like? I don't know. I can't get in the software. Um, just general questions about the business. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I like transparency. So. Like you have to get something out of your software or why would you outsource? So I would be asking questions. How do I know what the write-offs are? Because I want to make sure that you're not writing off visits just because you were late filing the claim. I want to make sure that their their contractual adjustments and every month they're pretty the same. Um, So I would ask, what do you provide at the end of each month? Do you have month end meetings, which is very important because I have your billing, but it's still your company. And you should be saying to me, Stacy, my accounts receivable is growing and I want to know where all of that money is and when should I expect it? So I would ask the questions of um, what reports they they provide for you. Um, and I would ask how the, how their company is is structured. So my company works in teams because we use several different softwares. So I have my company is in teams where each team learns two softwares. I have and, and they're structured billers, payment posters, collectors, and then I have my managers. Um, I do that for if my biller makes a mistake and that's the same person that does the payment posting and the collecting, I probably will never know about that mistake. 
Ah. But if someone else is doing those jobs, then I know mistakes are made every day and they're going to be made every day. But if I never know about them, I can never help anybody. And I don't want someone taking my my company down because they're not saying, hey, Stace, I, I made a mistake. So I, I work in teams where everybody, you're one team. You're only as good as your weakest link. And everybody has to help everybody. But if my collector, hey, how come this money's out there? They have no problem saying, you know what, because the biller keeps doing X, Y, Z. Uh, that's my safe haven. That's my my catch. So so you may want to ask some questions. And I'm not saying that's the only way to do it. That's what I found works for my company. But I would ask what the structure is. Am yeah. I going to get a new person or random people? Do I right, stay yeah. with one particular person? Who's that head account person that I can go? To? Yeah, asking that question is is a very good one. Just um, tell me the about other question. I that's more tell me about you question, you know? Right, I mean, I and I would ask, good, um, it is, ask about patient collections. A lot of billing okay. companies do not do patient collections. Um, and, I don't, and, and a lot of them, it's in their contract, like, hey, we just don't do patient, which is fine, but make sure you know that before you get into a contract, expecting them to follow up on patient collections. Um, most companies, mine included, we're not a collection agency. I can't send a collection letter. I'm going to, I can't attach, um, but I can pair you up with some collection companies. So make sure you're asking, what is it that I'm getting? What, what percentage and what am I getting for that? Are you, are you billing daily or weekly? Yeah. If you bill weekly, you're only getting money every other week instead of every day. So I would, I would dumb it down to what is it that you think about? You want to outsource or the reasons that are eating at you why you may go look to outsource and then dumb those questions down to the company like i'm going to come with you because yeah. i keep saying that my payments aren't posted on time do you post daily right so it's those type of questions i tell them all the time go in there and play dumb even if you know a lot see how they answer you ask yeah, those exactly. questions exactly. ask those questions i love that report question right at the end of the at the end of the month we know knowledge and data right now more than ever of how powerful that is right. if you're not comfortable as a clinician you know that some of these key performance indicators are important maybe you don't know which ones Right. But someone like right. Stacy is like, I know what to look at. You're, you could, you have access to, you know, reams and reams of data. Which right. are the ones I should be paying attention to? Which ones do I need to move to be more successful? And that's a good question to to ask because, as we know, that knowledge is power. And you're sitting in a different seat, Stacy. You're going to see things that a clinician will not. Right. The other thing is, is most of the owners. I shouldn't say most, a lot of owners don't know the job. They don't know how to do it. And they're trusting that the people sitting there know their job. So they really don't know what questions to ask yeah. or they know what questions to ask, but they don't know how to tell if the person's being truthful upon their answers. <laughs> or to do, or what do I do with the answer? I asked the right question. I got an answer. Exactly. So <laughs> simple question. Hey, did you, um, did you send out all of your secondary billing? Yeah, I did. Yep, it's all gone. Well, if you don't know how to check on that, how do you know he or she is telling you the right? It? So um, 
we do like we do i love to educate the owners like do you want to know how to check up on account matters because i'm I'm going to tell you what to look at and I expect you to look at it. And if you're not seeing what I'm promising you, you better be emailing me to say you're not doing your job. Yeah, it would be such a shame. And we've heard this time and time again. It's it's always such a shame when you, you find out about a clinic or maybe a clinician not not reaching their full potential, not being able to to stay afloat. And you find out it's because it's because of something they weren't able to see. It's because of something they didn't get educated in in PT school. I don't know. Did we lose Stacy? Did she freeze out on us? I'm not sure. We'll see if we can get her back. But I, I just love hearing everything that Stacey's talking about because underneath it all, it's the basics. This is the super basics, right? Ac building good expectations, maintaining relationships. And she highlighted, Stacy, you highlighted. Uh, uh, sorry, sorry. That's all right. We got some internet issues. But I was just highlighting for the audience. You know, we're talking about relationships. It's not just necessarily with the provider and the patient, it is between that front desk superstar and the provider and the front desk superstar and your patients. Uh, so I love correct that. website again. Is Sorry, we're getting a storm. So I had to I had to move a little bit so I get better Internet. That's all right. I'm a radio guy. We're just we just stretch. We're just I'll just keep you leave me alone. I'll talk for hours. That website again, account matters, uh, ma.com. And I will tell you that, listen, if you're thinking about this, if you're not along, if you're like, yeah, Stacy sounds like she knows what she's talking about. Go download some of those resources and that book she's talking about at that website. Absolutely, absolutely. Just, we just, we have a, a a guidebook on turnover too on helping reduce turnover. Oh, that, so that's yeah, a killer so. business. Um, what's uh what's one more thing that someone should know about that front desk position before they head to your website accountmattersma.com? What's one more thing you throw in there? Who? What should they know? What, um, what don't they know? Or, or they what don't, don't they? Know? I don't know. Give me what one more. Um, like well, I will say that's why we wrote the guidebook on, on reducing turnover is what we notice is people that are not trained. I don't want to say educated people that don't know what they're doing seem sure. to quit their jobs. So it, it comes to the education, education. So, um, uh, yeah, it's structure okay. and it, it's Easy. making sure that the owners are invested in not looking at a front desk as low hanging fruit. Let me get someone for minimum wage. Right. Think of them more like I, who's the spokesperson of my company. I do want that. I want someone who's, Hey, how you doing today? Nice to meet. Not sign in. Right. You Go. want someone who's energy. You want you all positive energy. Someone that's people. You don't want a quiet person who doesn't like to talk to people. Um, Someone who's not afraid to collect money. Hey, you have a $20 copay. How would you like to pay today? Right. Not do you want to pay today? How would you like to pay today? Right. So I would say, um, again, I'm, a, I'm going to always go back to educating ed, educating the front desk. But um, the owners really do have to take an ownership and understanding and appreciating what their front desk person is doing for them what they're doing, what they can do and what they need to get that done. It just, exactly. sounds, that's what it comes down to with Stacy. Stacy, ready to play three questions? Why not? Let's do three. Why questions. Not? Thanks to our friends at fusion medical staffing, fusionmedstaff.com leaders at hashtag travel therapy they have uh, what they call job transparency you see a job listing online for a clinician and you're like all right that's telling me a little bit of the information but i need to know more and then i gotta jump through all these hoops to find out 
No. Fusion's like, here, here's all the details. You want to know the details? Here's the detail. Because they're in the business of pairing up great clinicians with great clinics who need travel physical therapists. That's it. I've just explained what they do in that sentence. So find them online, fusionmedstaff.com. That is fusionmedstaff.com. Let your PT license take you where you want to go. So again, fusionmedstaff.com. So Stacey, you're in Massachusetts. First question on three questions is, once everything is safe to move about the country, where's somewhere in the 50 US that you gotta go? Where's the first place you're gonna take a great vacation? I'm going to Florida, actually, because yeah. uh, my stepdaughter's getting married. So, hey, congratulations! <laughs> that's great. So that's where I, that's the first place I'm going, and it'll right. be uh, in the middle of summer. There you go. Well, we asked so. the question first because, of course, Fusion Med staff, where there are people, they need therapists, and that's where travel PT can be. Second question is a what question? What is something that you've watched? That you've read or listened to a book, a movie, a podcast, something that you like, you think the audience could get value from. It doesn't even need to be therapy related, just something good that they should put in their to do, to listen, or to watch list. I'm big on the, the self help type of um, motivational speaking. I, oh. I love motivational speaking. So I'm, I, I listen to a lot of that. Um, it gives me a lot of my inspiration yeah. or if it's like, you know, the rainy, crappy weather, it's like, you know, I got to listen to something a little more positive. So who jumps out? Any, any speakers or authors or anybody that you, that you, that you gravitate towards? I believe it or not. I love Joel Olstein. Oh yeah. Joel Olstein. I, I just do some of his stuff just makes sense to me. Um, I like his stuff. Um, I've been listening to him for probably 15 years, if not more. <laughs> When you find someone that you, you're motivated by, whatever it is that they're, you know, kind of however they're saying right. it. Uh, third question is a who question. Who is okay. someone the audience should know more about? This is like kind of your chance to like give someone like a, a nod of someone who's like doing great work. Who, who, who? Besides me? Besides you? Yeah. All right. Um, you mentioned Diane, right? Diane McCutcheon is my partner, so you may want to start Googling her because right. I think I know everything, and she's still got years <laughs> on me. <laughs> right, that's, uh, you're off the hot seat. That's three questions again, powered by our friends at FusionMedStaff.com. If you want to do what you want to do, where you want to do it, do it with Fusion. All right, last thing on the show is the parting shot. All right, Parting Shot is brought to you by our friends from the Academy of Orthopedic Physical Therapy. Find them online at orthopt.org. Leaders, innovators, and change makers in orthopedic physical therapy. They've got ISCs. That's what the cool kids are calling independent study courses. Uh, on the running athlete, pharmacology, concussion, shoulder, lower quarter, and of course, current concepts of orthopedic physical therapy. That's their perfect path to getting your OCS, your orthopedic clinical specialist examination. Improve your orthopedic practice to become a confident and competent orthopedic PT. Again, that website, orthopt.org. That is orthopt.org. So, uh, Stacey, our, your parting shot, really, it's it's your, you know, your chance for like, you know, the, your lasting quote, your mic drop moment, your soapbox, whatever it is. What would you want to leave with our audience of uh, PTs and PTAs? Okay, here it is. I think that Everyone should at least go to my website, go to accountmattersma.com. 
download everything we have for free. There are forms, there's there's blogs, there's how to reduce turnover, there's all kinds of tips and good information that every clinic owner should have access to. If you're looking for training, there is no better training than the training we give here at Account Matters because I've said it at the beginning of the show, I have held every seat successfully in this industry on the admin side, and I can certainly teach it just as well. So if you want to grow your business and you want to learn the admin side and how to do it so you get paid right the first time, you have to reach out to me. You've got to get to my website. You've got to email me. And I would love to meet as many of you as possible. I will gladly take your phone calls and help everyone out. She sounds fired up. I don't know if you're if this is coming across um, the microphone. No, you, the therapists are like, yeah, I can do, I can do. But I know you can't do what I do. So Maybe. I don't want you to. I want to do it with you for you. Stacy wants to be on your okay. team. If you're nodding along, she I wants do. to be on your team. Uh, website. I, I, yep. I was just going to say the website again. Accountmattersma.com. There it is on the screen. Stacy, I appreciate your, your passion, your insight. Thanks for doing what you do because I think you uplift clinicians and ultimately you help patients get great care and keeping those clinics uh, running and in business. Let's have you back. Let's yeah. get into some deep dives on some other stuff Absolutely. that you have to sell about the website, but this will not be our last blue moon together. All right. Great. Great. Thanks for your time, Stacey. You're welcome. Thank you. Love the PT Pinecast? Yes. Yes. Support the show by telling a friend or by leaving a review on iTunes or Google Play. All right. Show today brought to you by the Brooks Institute of Higher Learning, an innovator in providing advanced post-professional education. Brooks IHL offering continuing education courses in numerous specialty areas, six PT residency programs, an OMPT fellowship, as well as challenging but rewarding internships. The IHL specializes in the translation of information from evidence to patient management. Learn what they can do for you to support your professional development at brooksihl.org. Our home on the internet. ptpinecast.com Created by Build PT. Build PT provides marketing services specifically for private practice PTs. From website development and hosting. Providing content marketing solutions for PT clinics across the country. See what Build PT can do for you today at buildpt.com. The PT Pinecast is a product of PT Pinecast LLC. It's poured fresh by me, physical therapist, Jimmy McKay. Ingredients are sourced by our chief connections officer, Sky Donovan from Marymount University. And it's brewed fresh by producer and physical therapist, Juliet Dassinger. And by producer and creator, second year PT student, Bridget Nolan from Sacred Heart University. PT Pinecast is a podcast that saves physical therapists from missing out on amazing insight, remarkable ideas, and motivational stories. Make sure to follow us online at PT Pinecast and subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or Google Podcasts. I absolutely love you. I love you, love you, love you. It's it's awesome. <laughs> Thanks so much for listening. And if you found value in the show, all we ask is that you tell a friend. This has been another pour from the PT Pinecast. The PT Pinecast is intended for educational purposes only. No clinical decision-making should be based solely on one source. While care is taken to ensure accuracy, factual errors can be present. More on the show at ptpinecast.com.